Hello, I'm Yash Mengi. And I'm Stan Schmengi. And, and we are the Happy Walkers. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Ooh, make a better stay now, baby. Hound Dog, howdy. I'm Bruce Hilliard, your host, and uh, welcome to the Better Each Day Corona Staycation, but it's getting better each day podcast radio show. Have you been working out daily and eating your veggies? No, it's all right, because we've got Lysol and TV. Television, our good old friend. I just saw there's a special documentary. Well, it's not a documentary. It's uh, a horror movie. I don't know. Coming out on Lorena Bobbitt. Remember her? Gotta miss the good old days when news was wholesome. As you know, I'm working on promoting an EP, something I've never done. Lots of time for hobbies. Mine is music. My profession of choice is music. The universe revolves around music. I like to listen to it and talk about it. So here's my chance to convince the internet store algorithms I'm worthy. Uh, it's all about distribution to stores, social media, emails, podcasts, uh, press releases, hyperlinks to Spotify. And most importantly, talking to people like you and letting them know about the EP. So here we go. A quick trailer of three of my new songs that will be on the EP. Here's Hold On, Endless Rain, and the title cut, Pawn Shop, all kind of attached at the hip. to have our guests the guys from walkers k walkers k is a rock band based out of toronto ontario canada and the members include gary labar vocals rhythm guitar and keyboards mike swain lead in rhythm guitars dave pastilli on drums and tim morrissey tim couldn't make it but the rest of the guys are here super good band please welcome walkers k I, I looked up the name. I thought, how do they get a name like Walker's K? And that's in the Bahamas. So that makes perfect sense. You're a rock band from Canada with a Bahamas name. Yeah. <laughs> Gary's got a good yeah. story about that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Hey, from whatever, somebody just went there and fell in love with it and said, hey, let's use the name. Yeah, for sure. That's what happened, yeah. basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, when I first heard you, I thought, these guys sound a lot like Sticks. And yeah, and then I looked at the bio and it said Sticks, Journey, Death Lever, and Toto, and Heart. Now, who, who could sing like Ann Wilson in the band? Well, you know, <laughs> none of us can, but it's... it's... <laughs> You know, you know what we've been getting comments, Bruce, a lot because we incorporate acoustic and electric um, rhythms throughout most of our music, ninety percent of it. Okay, I and got Hart, you. And Hart does that a lot, where they have electric and, of course, uh, Nancy playing acoustic guitar all the time, basically. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, it's kind of why that's like uh, you know someone we like. Yeah, well, that's a good band to like. Uh, you mentioned I opened for them. I, you know, the intro. I guess it's to Crazy on You that uh, yeah. Nancy plays. Yeah. yeah, they were kind of warming up, and I was hanging around, going, "She's really cute." I'm gonna like hang on to her all day long. Yeah. And she's hot. And she she played that intro anyway. She she played it with a thumb pick back then. Later yeah, on, well, I saw her sure. playing. Yeah, and that, I think she can play it in her sleep by now. But yeah, I thought she's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. great. And I I have a question for you, Bruce. I know you wrote a song called "Hold On." Yeah, and and uh, you know we had a prominent rock band here in Canada, in Toronto actually, Triumph. You remember those guys? Yeah, yeah. And, and they had a multi-platinum hit single called "Hold On." Do you are you familiar with that song? Okay, I'll check it when I, after I talk to you guys. Yeah, for sure. And and I also because I, I did some research on you, and I love your vocal line. You, did anyone tell you you sound like Bob Dylan? I get Bob Dylan and Tom Petty a lot. Very good, man. I'm proud yeah. to know you. Well, thank you, and I'm, and I'm proud to hear that because they're probably not noted as being the Roy Orbison of their day, but they're good, you know, people love them. They connect well, I guess, is where I'm going with that. So Very that's a good nice. thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah, and I wouldn't put myself in the same league as uh, Gary either because uh, you've got a great voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Do you have formal training, or did you just come out of the womb being able to sing? Ah, uh, No. <laughs> No yeah. formal training, but believe it or not, I'm taking some, because um, I'm 63, and uh, I'm taking some lessons online right now to try to help me better, because my hearing's going, and it's affecting me singing, but no, I just basically sang like in choir and in school and all that stuff, and self-taught, basically. Yeah, most singers I know are like that. I will say just about every guitar player I know learned self-taught or learned garage band style where you just write yeah, some chords out. Yeah, and you play by ear really well. Now, the yeah. funny thing is I majored in music, and when I went to college, none of the kids that played, you know, symphonic orchestra instruments could ad-lib or yeah. or do anything but read off the off manuscript. And that struck right. me kind of crazy because I was used to the guys that, you know, play like we do. You know, play a couple bars and okay, yeah. What are you doing? Okay, yeah. And then that's a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever. You know, and then just bang it out. Yeah. They they couldn't do that to save their lives. I thought they were these brilliant. So it's just a different <laughs> world, you know. It's and totally you know, different. it's still like that, as you know, Bruce. Um, our my pet peeve, not necessarily the bands, is everything is too technical today. And when you go and you look at some of the videos of some of the greatest works in the world, music, rock music, pop music, back in the day, it was, let's experiment and see what happens. They're using crappy guitars, you know, amps that make a lot of noise, duct tape on strings, you know, drums held together by twist ties. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they're doing all this stuff that is pure music and pure using human emotion with their hands and their voice. Yeah. And today everybody's using loops and fake stuff and 
you know, of audio files and this and that, and they put that stuff together, and they think they're, um, you know, they wrote the song, but they're not a writer, they're a composer. They put together other people's parts, and they compose something. I compare it to, you know, this is kind of, I sound like my dad, I always tried not to do this, but anyway, it's more like uh, actually playing an instrument or playing a video game. I thought, well, how, why do they all sound like cookie cutter songs? And, and that's, that's right. And Or porn songs, right? You know? <laughs> well, I put you that know, together, but now that you mention it. Yeah, and, and I'm, personally, for me, I'm from the old school, as I, told, I said, I told you my age, and, and the bottom line is, you know, most musicians I know nowadays, uh, they, they fall prey of what's out there in technology, and that's not necessarily good. It does help a lot, and we have to be thankful for what it helps us with. But the core part of being a rock band, not just a composer of beats and urban stuff and rap, you know, where you put everyone else's audio tracks and samples in, you have to know your instrument, how to tune your instrument, how to play your instrument, how to put a song together, and that's lost. You were mentioning... The twister seals and band-aids and stuff on the guitar, it sounds like uh, sounds like Eddie Van Halen's pedals taped to a piece of plywood, I understand. That's right. <laughs> Set up like that at first. That's right. Until exactly. we started playing, everybody just shut that all off. Yeah. But yeah, I think if you're a really good musician, you should be able to take a stick and be able to make music out of it. And there are some pretty, pretty crappy guitars out there. I know if that guys could just kill on it. For sure. Yeah. And that, that's where I'm coming from, you know, yeah. I just like, you know, I, I just, you know, I like technology per se in the uh, studio because it's easier when I used to record, of course, you did everything on tape. Yeah. And, and the cutting and paste of Pro Tools and, and environments like that are really, really great to help the artist. You know, is that a great part? Okay, let's move it over. I get all that. Mm -hmm. But the actual playing, you have to have the actual playing of a part to be able to cut and paste or move it. And a lot of bands nowadays don't even have the actual part. They get it from a sample. That's yeah. what I hate. I yeah. hate it. Oh, and even if you're good and you play it without emotion, it's still going to be a crappy track. And you can put everything in the world, every plug-in that's ever been invented on it, it's still going to be a piece of crap without the human emotion to it. So that's that's what's lacking to me. And I find myself doing it because I do my own recording. And sometimes you just get caught up with, you know, the mouse and moving stuff and clicking on this. And now I'm really not in the mood to sing the song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to flip the switch. I, I heard your stuff. I love your stuff. I And as I say, as soon as I heard you sing, I said, whoa, this guy is almost, he's got the same kind of technique as Bob Dylan. It's like, wow. So, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, again, thank you. It's not intentional, and I don't regard him as being a singer that I would ever emulate, but that's just yeah. kind of... Yeah, kind of, one, yeah, yeah, Bruce, yeah, you copy me. That's how it comes out, yeah, I know. But that's not you, buddy. Uh, I, I do one Dylan song, I do like a Rolling Stone, and people dig it, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know, it's just, I guess it's fun, but what the hell. Yeah, it's His technique is weird, because he kind of... It's melodic, but he doesn't nail the note, you know. He's kind of all over the place through his nose, sure. as you know. And I, I don't know if it's, uh, I guess he got a, a Nobel Prize, isn't he, for literature? Yeah, well, you know, that was a different time when he was really famous. I was a teenager. He was in the 60s. And, yeah. you know, if he wrote anything now, in all honesty, the, his followers would make it a success. But the newer people, you know, people in their 20s, 30s, maybe possibly early 40s wouldn't even be interested in it 
you yeah. know, it's not, it's not, it's not urban. It's not enough pink or Madonna or you know dance kind of pop stars. It's not that, and yeah. they wouldn't like it. He wouldn't win on The Voice or America's Got Talent or something yeah. like that. <laughs> he wouldn't even get in the door. But oh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm actually a, a, maybe a year older than you. I'm 64. I'll be 65 in September. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. And I didn't even sneeze. Yeah, I. I tend to uh, identify with the guys from back in those days, even pre-Beatles. That's when yeah. I started playing guitar, and uh, it wasn't much of a guitar, you know, it was a, a, a guitar with four or five strings, depending on what day it was. But I'm left-handed, and I learned right-handed yeah, because wow. it, I didn't want to restring it, so. I think for sure. Well, Gary and I are the exact same way. We're left-handed, but we play right-handed. Oh. Yep. Yep, for sure. Oh, there's a few of us out there, and then somebody yeah. somebody pops in about now and says, "Well, you have a creative mind because you're left-handed." I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Paul McCartney does, but I don't know yeah, if it's because sure. he's left-handed. You know, Jimi Hendrix. He'd go on all day, but yeah, exactly. So I just say, no, I'm just weird. Yeah, uh, my, my, my mom dropped me on my head when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're very happy, first of all, that you um, wanted to interview us. We appreciate that. Um, you know, that's that's the main thing. And, uh, you know, we're, we look, we're sorry about the technical issues, but, you know, those things happen. And I'm glad we were able to fix all that because we're interested, you know, in, in what you do. And, you know, your show is called Better Each Day, correct? Yeah. So yeah. we... We'd like to we'd like to do the interview with you. Okay. Well, we've got about thirty minutes right now. Uh, yeah, I, I started out. I I was anybody that could fog a mirror could be on the show because I didn't really know how to get uh, guests on it. So I was doing authors, and which is an easy thing to do because they know what they're talking about. They just wrote a book on it, so they could ask yeah. one question in twenty minutes. Is you know there's the answer and ask another question. <laughs> So that's yeah. how it started out. So if you look at my, my first episodes, it's authors pretty much. But I love music, and anything I do gravitates back to music. So it, that's how it worked out that I do the, the musicians. But uh, And, and I, I've tried to keep it about songwriting, which will segue into this question. What's your normal writing process? Do you have a certain way you kind of do it, or is it like I do, where you start with an idea and you just keep chipping away till it comes out? Well, it's it's a little bit of all of that, you know, as far as my personal writing. Um, I get an idea or I get a thought process of a melody or maybe a lyric like a poem or something I've written or some uh, things like that. And I uh, sometimes I start with the lyric and add the music and sometimes I start with the music and add the lyric. But I usually write the songs um, pretty quick. And some people would say, well, it shows, you know, uh, you know, well, you don't like them, you don't like them. But. The bottom line is um, I put them together pretty quick, and uh, as long as it has a good melody melody line and a good, um, you know, uh, chorus part, you know, a uh, good hook, that's the most important thing for me. So it's it's a combination of lyrics, then writing the music, and sometimes writing the music and then the lyric. So I have Tell Me. How did that, how did that one come about? That was uh, just an idea in my head, no personal experience, but I, I knew some friends who were kind of going through what that kind of stuff going on. And it's about, uh, uh, you know, a guy knows that his girlfriend, wife, lover uh, is not really uh, into the relationship so much anymore. And he notices it 
and he's asking her what's going on, what's going on. And then everything she's telling him is a lie. Basically, there's nothing going on. We're good. We're good. And then he finds out really she's lying. And then she kind of slips away and leaves. And that's the end of the relationship. And the guy's devastated. So that's what that song's about.
write stuff like I do, and then people say, can't you write something happy? Well, we do have some happy stuff. We do. <laughs> I know. I leave that to somebody else. I write this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I, no, I do, too. Uh, there's a song off my EP called Better Each Day, and it's it's a happy song. It's what, what I named the show after, actually. Nice. Yeah, uh, and I wrote it 30-some years ago, 40 years ago, I guess. For sure, nice. uh, I needed a title, and I thought, well, that'll be great. Now I'll have intro and outro music. Yeah, cool. uh, Yeah, it was out of necessity. And another one I have a a MP3 for Y.O.Y. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, it is. Well, at least in my opinion, it's a great song. Um, I think it is. That really hits home, man, especially now with the virus. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's got to come about from the virus, but that'll be interesting. But yeah, was that uh, written just by you or was it a collaboration? Well, no, it's, we all, you know, basically, yes, I'm the primary writer. However, when I write something after I think I got it down, I bring it to the band. They listen to it and they say, that's cool. Let's try this or do that. And if there's any changes to be made, we basically do it in rehearsals as a band, but to be honest, the the primary concept of writing for that particular song was mine. But uh, you know, as I say, once we kind of fine tune it in, in the rehearsal studio, um, we kind of all have an input of you know what uh, what what should be down, you know. So yeah.
you recording it all yourself and mixing it in the whole nine yards? Well, we're recording it as a band. Mike, of course, um, is the engineer on his stuff. He's got a amazing Pro Tools HD studio in his home, and he's got a great collection of gear from modern to vintage, and he knows his way around a computer, and he's, he's basically... Um, he does all the engineering and a little bit of production work as well. And we go in there and everybody lays down their tracks and then we work on the dubs, of course. And uh, Mike mixes it and he says, well, guy, what do you think, guys? And we tell him what we think and he fine tunes it. And then once it's done, it sends out uh, to mastering. That sounds great. It really sounds good. So Dave is the baby of the band. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't want to be called that, though, huh? No, no, I, I actually I like that. Uh, yeah. You're lucky to be called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live, live with it Wait, as you long as you can. Forever, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, back to what I opened for heart and those guys. I was 19. I think I played oh, wow. at the Paramount in Seattle when I was 19 or 22. And I thought, wow, it's just going to be like that the rest of my life, you know? But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't. You, <laughs> do you live, by the way, do you live near the Space Needle? Can you see it from your home? I can't see it from my home. I'm about 15 miles north. Okay. I, I've seen it plenty of times. And I was actually born in Seattle from a hospital where you could probably see it. Very cool. But it wasn't there when I was born, so no. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's very little traffic right now. I don't know about you guys, but this has really been kind of a... Yeah, it's the same here in Toronto, and there's a few million people yeah. here, and... It looks like a ghost town, basically. Yeah. I went out and shot a video for a song I have called Pawn Shop Boulevard, and I got the idea from driving down, it's called Aurora Avenue, and it's kind of where the hookers and the pawn shops and the, the winos and everybody Show kinda... us, show us. We want to know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was perfect for my song, and I thought, well, I don't know, man. I, I this is me driving there in the morning. I'm thinking, well, if I set up my camera on the tripod, somebody might steal it, you know? Yeah. I got, there was nobody there at all. I mean, oh. I didn't see a pedestrian for a half hour. Not one. <laughs> you know, one. Mike goes through that sometimes because he's a videographer, a cinematographer, and, you know, he's shot a lot of things in the public domain in Toronto, and he's got tripods set up all over for cameras and switching and... Yeah. You know, every t every time he does one of those gigs, I say, Mike, what was your prime? What was your primary worryment? And he goes staring at those tripods away from me and everything in those cameras because they're worth thousands to make sure that no one just picked one up and took off with it. You know, it's it's scary. It really is scary. That was my concern. There was nobody there, and I and the whole video was just me walking away from the camera. Yeah. And uh, so my back was turned about the whole time, but I was thinking, don't worry about it, Brucey. There's nobody here. <laughs> Unless a zombie came out or something. That's what it was feeling like. It was really weird. Yeah. Wow, for sure. Yeah. And then the marquee, just out of the blue, said uh, wedding rings 60% off or something, which is what the wow. song is basically about. It's about a guy potting his wedding ring yeah, to get okay. a hooker to hug him and say everything's going to be okay. That's what the whole story's oh. about. Nice. Yeah, the, the sign was perfect. I was like, all right, I'm living right. Then I turn around and run back, make sure my camera doesn't get stolen. Oh, wow. Very cool. The exciting life of a musician. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, it's good to hear you guys are healthy. and. Uh, yeah, you too, man, you too. 
I think we're good to go. So I'm going to bid you a fond adieu. And uh, it's always nice to talk to somebody in Canada. Thank you. No problem. Other than there's a border there, there's really no difference to me. But uh, no, there's not. There's not really. I mean, well, you guys are great, and I predict big things. You have a lot of enthusiasm, and that's that's hard you. to instill in somebody. You know, it's, yeah, it it's, is. You just got to have it, and uh, yeah. you run into a lot over. of hard. Work yeah, there's a lot of resistance. A lot of things saying, yeah, uh, yeah like like setting up this phone call was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Well, we, we got it. Mike Mike is the man. He always figures his yeah. stuff out. I'm we love tech. him for that. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for your help. And you guys take oh, care. Oh. Enjoy the evening. You too. Okay, take care. Thanks so much.